Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica, this is my mama. I'm Valerie, and I hope everyone is having a good evening, and we are here smashing the sports. Yes, we are here smashing sports this week, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Let us go ahead and jump right... Well, let me start by saying this. Happy March, everyone. Um, it, it, hopefully... It, 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 the third month of the year already. Who would have thought Already. It? Hopefully this March uh, treats us better than March of last year. Well. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Sunday night, which was the last day of February, but it it had gotten, we've had two or three days of 70 plus degree weather and it's storing big time. And I was like, oh no, not again, like this time last year, but. It was just storming, but we okay. Yes. So, we. I wish that we have a, a better March than last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and with that being said, let's just jump right on into our highlights and violations. Mama, do you have a highlight this week? really I just um no it was a slow week for me in sports I understand uh same I don't really yeah I didn't really have much of a highlight um same like you said it's been a slow week you know not much to not much to talk about. Not I much hope to watch, Mr. Not much Woods, to... Tiger. Right. I hope Miss Tiger Woods is doing better. Yes. Mm-hmm. I um I'll have to dig for it, but I hadn't I didn't find too much more than you know he had surgery because he had some fractures and. Right. I did read that he shattered his essentially shattered his ankle, but still wishing a speedy recovery. You know what? I take that back. I I take that back. You know, the golf tournament that was over the weekend, all the players wore red shirts in honor of him. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's really nice of them to do. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I did think that was cool. Well, yeah, that that feels good. That can be the highlight for the week. Yeah. That was Um, cool. Did you have a violation this week? Yeah, I mean, it's no, I I didn't. Mm. Uh, well, my high, my violation, not my highlight. Um, this week is Mr. Zatan. Zat's dog on it. I could say this in my brain, but not out loud. Zatan. He's like the essentially like one of the best soccer player, professional soccer players. And he's a big personality. And, you know, the media pretty much loves him. But he made some comments um, on a podcast last week or during an interview last week. And that was, you know. Directed at at LeBron and essentially he was like, "Where you know, we're athletes, don't dive into the world of politics. Just you know, do what you do." And how celeb too too many times celebrities become famous and then try to go political and and we should stay in our lane and yada yada yada. And 
Um, for him, for okay. him to, for him he used to the say platform that, to do what he wanted to say. It that's the thing, for him to say that about himself. If he wanted to say, you know what, I'm the best football soccer player, football player in in the world. I'ma just stick to that. I'm not gonna talk about politics. That's absolutely mm-hmm. fine for him to say. But you don't. I don't think you can. You don't. You're not allowed to tell other people what to do with their platform. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's why I didn't pay that much attention to it. And, then, and I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think anybody else should have paid attention to it, but I did see all the stuff going back and forth. I mean, I mean, we had to pay attention. He would have went away. That him and that statement would have went away had he been ignored. Had he, had he not single had he not singled out LeBron? That's that's the thing. He singled out LeBron. He wasn't just speaking in a matter of fact general sense like he was speaking specifically about lebron and for it to be lebron that you choose out of everybody who who may you know bring political stuff i just thought that was weird because lebron is very he doesn't talk about stuff that he hasn't done his homework on that he ain't researched like he speaks from a very informed place in the moments where he chooses to talk about things outside of basketball so why would you go after the person who's the most, probably the most educated, or at least in in the statements that he gives us about social and political issues. Um, so that that was my second issue with that, and I think LeBron handled it well. He said, you know, I've I've taken essentially I've taken on this responsibility. I have a platform. I'm going to use it to talk about stuff that affects my community. And two, like I do my homework. I'm not just out here. I don't. It's not like I'm up here and I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm just saying stuff. Like I, I researched. I read. I've talked to people, and now I'm expressing my thoughts and feelings through the media. And so um, today, um, that that dog oh that time is at some festival where he's hosting it. So of course he was asked again, like. You know, LeBron said, you know, LeBron responded the way he responded. How do you feel about it? And he just kind of doubled down um, and saying that, you know, we're athletes. Let's, you know, play our sport. If you want to do politics, go be a politician. I'm not a, I'm not going to do politics because I'm not a politician. So it was a bit less pointed, but he still, he still, you know, he backed up what he said, which I respected, but it was just feel that way about yourself. That's fine, but to tell other people, nah. No, I agree. That. I agree. No, I agree with it. You know, do do you, and don't worry about nobody else. So, I uh, like I said, I ignored it, and like I said, I saw all the back and forth and carrying on. If we hadn't ignored that, probably would have went away. Huh? I think had he not, like I said, had he not singled I out, I get LeBron what you're James, saying. Mm-hmm. It would have went away, but mm-hmm. and then and then the fact of like who he is in that realm of soccer, like he is the LeBron James of soccer. Like when he talks to the media, when he says stuff, they folks listen. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I it's it just wasn't it. You could have kept that one, sir. You didn't. You didn't need to. You didn't need to share that one with the world. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, so that, but yeah, that's my violation. Um, 
We can go ahead and move You know on. what? I do have a I do have a highlight oh, and I'm probably okay. I probably I mean I'm probably two or three weeks old with it, but you know Michael Jordan did donate I think it was like ten million dollars to his local community to build some clinics, medical clinics. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It was I think it's been like two or three weeks. I probably forgot about it, but you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Working silently behind the behind the scenes. Yeah. He and I and I appreciate that. Like in the past year, um, you know, Michael Jordan has put his money where his mouth is. He may not be the one to address the media all the time about social justice issues, but he's mm-hmm. definitely um which which I can't you know, if you don't if you feel like you shouldn't be at the forefront, you don't need to be the mouthpiece for this movement, do what you can and for a lot of folks that is donating money. And I wish that was the case for a lot of more wealthy people that they would just donate instead of giving us lip service. <laughs> right, right. So I think I'm late, but I knew I had to acknowledge it. I know I'm late, but no, if I don't okay. write these things down when they happen, I just forget. Right. <laughs> we forget. <laughs> we forget for sure. Um, Not we. So, I. No, I forget too if I don't write it down. <laughs> I'm not uh-huh. going to let you go there. Well, it's too late. Um, so let uh. us go ahead and move along to the headlines of the week. Um, I know, I know, I sent you the notes, but I think we're gonna go in a different order to buy, to buy ourselves some time. Um, Why well, we gotta buy time? I got the notes. Be- I, I figured it out, aren't you? You'd be proud of me. I know, <laughs> but um, the the names of the participants for some of the All Star stuff is supposed to be um, announced at seven o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, I figured. Yeah. I figured we start. To give ourselves a little bit of time, we can start with the NFL oh, news. In case it does come out while we're on, okay. Yeah. Um. So start with a little bit of football. Not a lot. A very little bit. Um. JJ Watt finally made a decision, and he is signing, I believe, a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, yeah, a two-year deal, thirty million dollars with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I saw that. Hmm. I I was I never thought he would consider Tennessee, but I think I heard Tennessee was in the running, but I never thought he would consider. No. no. Um, especially based on whatever the reasoning he gave us, which was he really believes in Kyler Murray. Um I don't know who feels that way about Ryan Tannehill except us. <laughs> so I understand. Um, but I was, I was surprised. Like, I I definitely didn't think he was going to come to us, but I also did not see the Cardinals even being an option. Um, right, right. <laughs> that, so, you know, that, well, it just, it just kind of, okay. You know, I listened to all the pundits, you know, they missed this one. I mean, because the no, 
I guess everybody just assumed in your position, JJ Watt, you're older, you want to go to a team that's literally just, you know, a piece or two away from contending for a championship. And, I mean, let's be honest, I don't think any of us feel that way about the Arizona Cardinals that they're, you know, hey. I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm, I, I but I'm saying. I don't think you can say that after the past two years. I don't think you can say that. You think they're that before, prior to JJ said, Watt signing, you think they was only one or two pieces away? Yeah. Really? They shocked me. They shocked me. Interesting. I don't know if I can go that far. No, they're not terrible, but I I think they need more than just one or two pieces. Yeah. Oh, I agree. They need more than JJ Watt. I mean, and and we all going to have to agree. JJ Watt is only going to be able to do so much. I mean, I'm, Let's just be real. Because uh, right. you, you look just look at his numbers, they've been declining. I mean, due to health. I mean, basically injuries, recovering and all of that. But now he's older. You know, he got, if he, he's got to have a ridiculous year to make a difference, really, for the Cardinals. Right. And um, I don't know if he's just going to have that ridiculously year. I don't think. um, There's some other teams out there that he's got to beat in that conference. Yes. Um, So uh, it's a tough conference, I think. I do too, especially because it's division. Each team has gotten a little bit, a little bit better. Or at least they weren't terrible, cause what they're in the same mm-hmm. division as the C- the Seahawks and mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm not gonna look it up. But yeah, mm-hmm. they they're um I I can't remember what their defensive line was looking like prior to JJ Watt signing, but I. I think why I didn't expect him to be in Tennessee is because he would have been the focal point of our defensive line versus just being another piece. And I think JJ needs to be somewhere where he's like the number two guy. He's not the main, like the best pass rusher because he is getting older. He's had some health issues in the past. So I thought that, I think that was the main reason why, like we weren't even in the running because he would have had to. He would have. He would have to ta- carry too much of a load. If the Titans had gotten some other members to work with him, and he, it would have been perfect. But I digress with the Titans. If that made any sense, you know what I'm saying. Get some other. One or two key pieces to really make make a team. So you you got you got a line, and then JJ could have led the line and mentored and taught, and it just would have complemented. Would have been hell of a line. Possibly, but I guess we'll see what happens in Arizona next season. Because J.J. Watt is now in Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins. 
who I know is happy to have him. <laughs> mhm. Reunited. <laughs> and it feels so good. That's probably yes. who talked him into coming out there. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But but JJ did disclose to the media that he um he texted Kyler Murray to say, Hey, I you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but hey, I believe you and that's the the reason why I came to this team. Um okay. I'm like, that's nice and all, but JJ, don't now you putting pressure on me. You could have just said you wanted to be a part of a winning team. Uh, up you and, and, do a, and you don't have to do all this. Well, I just came here for you. Mm. <laughs> I bet you DeAndre has something to do with it. So. I would hope so. Um, DeAndre seems to be like, uh, I mean, aside from being a great player, he seems to be a really good teammate, which is why mm-hmm. everybody was so upset when he was traded away from the Texans. So um, mm. I just get the feeling he's a really good teammate. So, we will see. Um, so, some other trade news is still still out there, still swirling. Some, uh, you know, local politicians had gotten involved uh, <laughs> in the mix. So, the trade rumors around Russell Wilson have not died down. Partly because the mayor of New Orleans was like, hey, Russell, like, you would look nice in a Saints jersey. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I know last week I had my moments, and I, I couldn't find the two things that I referenced last week to you. Where I saw that, where I heard, I couldn't find. But I guess it was all in a dream. But I didn't hear that. Yeah, so I mean, it's probably you know just some tweets or whatever. But the the yeah, the mayor. Particularly since I announced last week that Drew had announced he was returning, so that kind of I'm really confused now. There's been there's no there has not been an announcement from Drew Brees. Okay. Let's start there. Let's start. Okay. Um, the New Orleans mayor put it out there that, that they think, I don't know who the mayor is, so they think um, that Russ will look nice in a Saints jersey because there were some rumors out there about him ending up with the Saints. I've also seen some rumors about a trade uh, between uh, to the Cowboys, so basically like him for Dak or something. I don't Weird, crazy stuff. Now, I did see, the, yeah, that was crazy. I remember seeing something like that. Crazy, crazy stuff. But but yeah, the rumors have not eased up. That, you know what? This has been very frustrating to me. And that might be why I had those two statements last week. I don't know. Because I want good for Dak. I want good for Cam. Now what's his face? He done made his move to the Colts. So that so I gotta turn back to Jalen Hurt. I want good for him. I know the draft is in next month. I really was thinking that Drew Brees was coming back. I really was. I believe that. I really was. 
I think. And I'm surprised about the talks about Russell Wilson. So I guess in my head, I'm going to be. Now you're saying the mayor is, you know, welcoming Russell Wilson. Okay, so the the mayor getting involved. Right. The mayor getting involved is just acute. The mayor okay. getting involved is just cute. Um, but okay. in response to the New Orleans mayor, the mayor for for Seattle basically said, you know, get your hand, get your eyes off our man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the mayor of New Orleans is a woman. I do believe that. I think I saw her. I think I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I I believe that is correct. Um so that I mean there's still there's still time. I don't even know when the draft is. But... Okay, well <laughs> it's sometime next month. You know that it's April. But I'm just I'm just I'm really frustrated. Cause the Houstons won't let go. Houston, the Texans won't let go. How can I say this without sounding, well, it's just going to sound like what it is. I don't believe in Jerry Jones or that organization. So I think Dak is going to end up with the short end of the stick. Mm. Do I, of course, I don't want, Russell. Cam. Mm-hmm. Any of them going to Texas. Period. Houston or Dallas. Because <laughs> um, something's going on in Houston. Um, yeah. That's not good for still the... Out of there. Right. That's not good. So I'm I'm just very concerned. I'm just very concerned. But I guess it'll probably make sense. I think it probably well, I ain't gonna say it's gonna make sense, but I think once the draft and those four prospective quarterbacks get drafted, that might form a picture that we can see. We may not understand it, but that we can see. Mhm. And I think, um, well, I'm just gonna be honest. I mean, Dak, because of Jerry Jones, is gonna end up with the short end of the stick. They're gonna, the Texans obviously are gonna hold on, basically force that man's hand to do something, and whatever he's forced to do is not gonna be good. I mean. And I, 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 the only situation I have to compare it to is James Harden, and James Harden has come out on top, even though I didn't agree with how he was carrying on. And Lord knows, uh, what's his face is not acting anywhere near that. Yeah. But it could get to that point. Yeah, it, it's a confusing if you, if time. If you're you know, specifically if you're a Deshaun's teammate, like you, 
what do you do? Like, yeah, this organization right. is crap, but I'm still on the team. The rest of us still on the team, but you talking about how bad you want out of here. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just right now I'm very frustrated. And, you know, I have to every every year I just have to step back because I know it's a business. Yes. Fans like me don't necessarily like it. I do have favorites, and I want to see them do good. I want to see them treat it right. I want to see them treat it well. And that they get get their money. Because they are putting their bodies on the line every day mm-hmm. for entertainment. It's just I'm very frustrated right now. I, I'm very frustrated. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on with Russell. I don't know if it's the organization or if it's Russell that's looking to get out. I don't know. I don't and where think... that came from all of a sudden, I don't know. I don't think Russ was ever looking to get out of the situation. I don't I think the organization is, and I also think the organization did not really care for Russ's comments about um about uh about sorry, I just lost my train of thought about uh needing better protection from the offensive line. So I don't think Russ really wants to go anywhere, but if teams are making offers and it's a better situation. Well, you, well you, that's what I'm saying. You know what? After all these years and what he's done for the organization, I think he's earned the right to say what, what he thinks he needs. Right. See, the, they don't, some of these organizations don't want – they're intelligent players to say anything. That's not right. He better than anybody knows what he needs in order to move upward and onward. Yeah. And and when I say that, and I say and I mean that from a football standpoint, the majority of these people in these organizations ain't never played a day of football in their life and couldn't. Even if they wanted to. Some frustrated wannabe athletes. Oh. Right. So, I don't know. A lot of things. Um, um, interesting situations between teams and players. I don't know if we got to talk about this last week because it may have happened after we recorded. But during uh, a podcast that Alex Smith went on, he was talking about how during the whole and they let process, him go yesterday. They did let him go. They did cut him. Um, he was talking about how during that whole rehab process that he didn't feel support from mm-hmm. from the Washington football team, and you know, of course, everybody was like, "Well, does this mean the end of is this a fractured relationship between the organization and and the player?" And I think we got responses like. Or at least what I've seen is kind of some being understanding of the organization, some being more so on Alex Smith's side. Um, I don't know if you saw Michael Wilbon was very upset <laughs> that that the Washington football team would treat anybody like that. Um, 
I just thought it was really well. We all know Washington is is having some issues, and they're working on clearing that up. So you know, I think that's true. What he said, if he said it, that's how I'm not gonna minimize what how he how he felt. I'm not gonna minimize that. So if he felt he didn't have it, and damn it, what they do, they cut him. But the thing is, like, yeah, they they cut him because they're trying to make you know. Um, they're trying to get better at the quarterback position. And while Alex came back and played well enough for them to go five and one as he was a starter, like he still didn't like watching the game. I'm sure all of us would sit there and watch and be like on pins and needles. Like, please don't nobody touch him. Leave him alone. Like, like, yes. Um, I'm not going to take away from what Alex Smith, Alex Smith says he felt. If that's what he felt, that's what he felt. That's honestly, it's honestly, it's relatable. Like, if you're not the number one option, the superstar on the team, if you're rehabbing an injury, it you may not feel the support you once felt um, when you were healthy. So, that's that's honestly, that's very relatable. But at the same, like, on at the same time, I understand watching the football team's perspective. Like, best case scenario, like, this man almost lost his leg. Best, best case scenario, he can walk. And like be, you know, an active father. <laughs> even better, even better scenarios. Like he can be a professional football player. So I don't think they were, but I think I I can understand from the organizational side that they weren't thinking that they were thinking this was such a gruesome injury. Yes, not only was the organization thinking, but I think a lot of us were thinking like this is a very gruesome injury. You almost lost your leg. Yes, it's nice that your goal is to come back and play professional football, but if you don't and you just return to normal, that's also fine. Like, I feel like that's how a lot of people saw it, including Washington. But at the end of the day, he came back. He was able to play. They recognized that he was their best option as as a starting quarterback, so they put him out there on the field. Like, obviously, if they didn't believe in you, they wouldn't have put you out there. So I'm definitely. But, and you're right. How do we go forth? Those were, what do you say, five or six games? Luckily, he wasn't hit. And I guess nobody wants to take responsibility. If something forbid, something does happen like that. And, and you and I know, both you and I feel this way, that it, nothing is worth your life at the end of the game. Yeah. So you proved it. Let me say, for me, you proved it. You know, I, I called you the man a couple of weeks ago because you came back, you fought through that, you did it. Yeah. You done play, go on home. I think that's it. Like, I think that's good. Like, you mm-hmm. returning to professional football mm-hmm. was beyond – Mm-hmm. normal expectations for your kind of injury. Mm-hmm. So while I think a lot of people may be upset that he was cut by the team. um, I wasn't upset. I was surprised. I yeah, I was a bit surprised. Like I I would think um, he would just be the backup for whoever they would bring in as a new um, quarterback. But I guess they're dealing with, you know, cap space issues or whatever. But 
for for those who may be upset at this, I mean, you just got to remember, like, he did – he made this comeback for himself. He didn't do that for the Washington football team. He did it for himself, probably his family. And y'all got to recognize what he did. And it's him. That's that all. was his – that right. was his personal achievement, not the, the Washington man. football team. I told you. A man. <laughs> yeah. That was his achievement, like, so to – so don't be up in arms and be like, how dare he? He fought to come back for you guys. Da, da, da. No, that was not for Washington. That was for himself. <laughs> um, and you know what? I think other players up and coming who may suffer, who will suffer an injury such as that. God forbid. I'm not speaking out on anybody. But just know that you know somebody who you can go to who can help you get through that. You know yeah. what I mean? Tiger Woods can go to this man and say, come on, help me. He truly could, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so enough about uh, football. Let's talk about some basketball. Hopefully I was able to buy ourselves enough time. Um, mm-hmm. If not... And I don't think I have because all I see here is the list of the names of people who will be judging the slam dunk contest and not the people participating. Well, who's who, who are the judges? So the judges this year are Dominique Wilkins, Bud Webb, Jason Richardson, D. Brown, and Josh Smith. And all of them have won um, a dunk contest before. So I guess that was you a good for You got Dominique them. and Spud Webb. Come on now. This is uh that's what they're doing. So um, winners mm-hmm. only. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll judge the we'll judge the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I, last year, year for last, I was like, who are these jokers to be? I mean, I I I I just wasn't impressed <laughs> with the judges. Oh boy. Um. So let's let's uh we can just keep going. Um. Showmanship. No That's what it was. Showmanship. It was they put on a show. I that ain't a, a dunk contest is <sighs> anyway, go on. Right. So while now, we're you know talking I have about problems the with con- the with the all star game just in general. Yes, we, we both don't think it needs to happen, but it's happening, so we might as well talk about what's happening. Um <sighs> the, So last that I read the there I only read about three um guys wanted to participate. I don't know who the fourth is gonna be, but the three that I read did read about was Anthony Simmons, who plays for the Trailblazers this year. I believe so, or at least he used mm-hmm. to. Um mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, who plays for the mm-hmm. Knicks, the the he was like top draft pick out of Dayton, University of Dayton. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Cassius Stanley, who plays for the Pacers. I hope I got that right, Cassius. <laughs> I hope I hope I hope I got that right, sir. Um I saw you I saw it once and I couldn't find it again. But those that's who I've read so far who uh who have decided they will participate. Um there was rumors that your man Zion was gonna participate. And he had to let us know those are just rumors. He's not participating. I, you know what? I'm okay with that. You know, I would have, I want, I, I did want to see Zion. I wanted to see the guy that had the monster dunk last week. Um, 
the number one, well, oh, Anthony, the top draft pick, Anthony, Anthony, yes, um, yes, yes, Anthony Edwards. I wanted to see yes. him because last week was fire. That's all I can say. <laughs> it was just those two that I, I think it. If that dunk last week or week before that, that was fire. That's all I could say. Yeah. That was um, a very interesting dunk. Very interesting. <laughs> nasty! You calling it mm. interesting. It was nasty! <laughs> Love oh, it! I was trying to... I was trying to... Love it! It was a good dunk. It was a great dunk. I don't care that they lost. I don't care that they scored seven points. I don't care. That That was a great dunk. Was nasty. Okay. And he looked nasty doing it. Yes. Vicious. 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 Right. Right. Love it. Um, Love it. So there will still be a skills challenge happening. There'll be a three point contest uh, happening. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so Damian Lillard was going to participate, but now he's sitting out because he wants to get some extra rest, um, which is fine. Which Please they should rest. be doing anyway. Please rest. Oh, I, Dame. we said we we said we said we weren't going to digress, didn't we? Wasn't this hmm. supposed to be their week off? Mm. Mm. Okay. And it's a double. We got mm. double headers going on tonight. I don't know. Um. The uh. Yeah, I don't know who's rumored to. And to the schedule the after contest. the weekend is 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 they basically playing every other night or back to back with a night in between. Have you seen the schedule? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. But I knew bad. I knew it was gonna be crazy because they still gotta finish another half of the season. Um, by April, because the they're trying reason. to stay on schedule. All, right, all the more reason this should not be going on. Okay, let's move on to something else. Uh, so the All Star Player Draft is Thursday. So captains Giannis mm-hmm. and LeBron will will pick their teams. Um, I think I read that Kevin Durant is still going to participate. Even though he's not playing, I think I read that, and that don't make sense because if I'm not mistaken, Jason Tatum is taking his place mm-hmm. in the in the lineup since he's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how he's still going to participate. Why do we have to have a draft? That, I'm confused. Well, that's that's the the that's their new thing that their NBA is doing to because it's basically like you go play pickup and then you you pick teams. That's what's happening. So everybody wants to you know oh LeBron picked. LeBron picked James Harden over, you know, da 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 da, and like just just to like inject another level of fun into the All Star game, but also create some mess. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm not into it. I'm not into it, and I didn't get into it last year, so I guess that's why I'm still confused. You've named your team captains and then your starters, mm-hmm. and then you have your reserves. So what's the point of the draft to catch everybody who wasn't a starter so you, so or reserve? No, 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 no. You pick teams. So first they'll go out of the starters, 
whoever gets to pick, I think whoever got got the most votes gets the very first pick. So it's it's basically like a pickup game on the playground. Everybody line up. Okay, I want you on my team. I want you on my team. I want you on my team. Um, mm-hmm. The NBA decided that would make it more fun, which it does. Like it does. You get to watch superstars pick basically pick who they want to play with whether because that's they homie or they trying to tamper <laughs> without tampering <laughs> <laughs> okay it, it yeah it's tampering isn't it <laughs> so it just creates it just adds another layer of you know media attention and and fun okay um, well remind me thursday night to watch if it's televised yeah i'm pretty sure it will be last year Last year was televised, um, so I I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so enough about All-Star Weekend, which we still don't want to happen, and which I still don't want y'all to bring up, but it's down here to Atlanta. (sighs) Because we are dealing, our our home team is dealing with some change right now. Right, they fired the coach. What's that all about? So this year was supposed to be it. And unfortunately, it ain't happening because we what's happening instead are injuries. So we have gotten But that's off. not his fault. It's not. It's not his fault. But when a team brings you in to, like, rebuild and they want to see, you, you know, You haven't team, given him a chance. If you And you want to see a team. You have head, not given him hold a on, chance. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to see a team head in a certain direction, and you want to, and you the organization wants to know that those players are behind that coach. I think the team was wasn't achieving their goals as quickly as they hoped, and I think part of it is that some of the players weren't really behind the coach. Really? Um, I'll I'll have to send you the article later, but there is an article mm-hmm. in the Athletic about how the players wanted a new voice as head coach. Like they weren't, they weren't connecting. They weren't, you know, it just it didn't fit between the players and Lloyd Pierce. So, well, you know what, you know what, had they been producing, I could go along with this, but they haven't been producing. So you don't have a voice or say so in who your coach is. That's the, uh, it's it's different in the NBA because it's not that they've just, honestly, they've dealt with, with a lot of injuries. So that they're just, they're just not meeting expectations that they set for themselves, partly because of injuries. And if, if as a coach, like you lose the team, during a tough time, like ain't no winning not gonna fix it. So even if they were to turn around and go on a fifteen game win streak, if you've already lost the locker room, like you've lost the locker room. And so I think it's most important during during those down times, during those rough times, that coaches in the NBA um still have the support of their players and whether or not the player because I don't think I don't think it's a it's a matter of like the Hawks not playing well. They're just depleted. Like there's guys out there on the floor that don't need to be out there because people are hurt. And it's not his fault that they got hurt. He's not the reason folks. It's are not injured. his fault. It's not his fault that they got hurt. But it is his two... fault though. He he has to develop work with what he has. I get yeah. that. Yeah. 
You got to develop and work what you have. But also, your two superstars that y'all said y'all were going to build the team around. If One of them need a haircut. Those, I know. If, if, if your two just superstars. Just a hairstyle. If Trey Young and John Collins, the two y'all said y'all wanted to build the team around, aren't feeling what you're putting out, it ain't going to work. Okay. Get a hairstyle. I I hate his hair so much. At least style it. He ain't got to cut it, but style it. It just his hair looks like stuck, mine. Like, and it just gets stuck on his on his face. It's very distressing. Um, but uh, so Nate Nate McMillan, who's I guess he was the associate head coach, is now mm-hmm. um the head coach, and he has support mm-hmm. of Coach Pierce. He has support of the players. So I think I, sometimes, like sometimes, your voice as a coach does just does not connect, or it disconnects with the team, and that's a really important thing in the NBA. So you you could be doing well. You um, uh, what was it, a couple years ago in Cleveland with uh, David Blatt and the Cleveland Cup? They weren't doing terrible at the start of that season, but they got that man up out of there because he wasn't fitting with the team. Yeah, I I I just didn't see anything now. David Black, mm, I don't know, but anyway, I can't remember Luke, back uh, that far. Luke, Walden I can't remember and, back that far. Luke Walton and the Lakers. Luke Walton was doing. He wasn't doing bad as a head coach for the Lakers, but LeBron got there, and it wasn't. A, the Lakers made well, some decisions. Well, let me say this. You know what? You know what? Let me say this. Luke Walton shouldn't have been with the Lakers anyway. Who did his daddy play for? They don't, the Trailblazers don't want him. They, 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 well, you don't, go, not right you don't now. go to the enemy. You don't go to the enemy. If the enemy's the only one that's going to give me a job, you right, I do. What do you mean? <laughs> that was never going to work. Bill Walton don't care about that. Bill Walton was like, son, go go where people are gonna hire you. And you and you're right about that. But that just certain places you don't go. Bill don't care. Bill Walton don't care about that. That free spirit. I'm just saying don't care about that. That was never gonna work. Okay. He don't care about that. Now Lucas doing good um, where he's at now. So Which just left my brain. Yeah. Sacramento. Mm. Okay. Just left me. He's doing well in Sacramento. But the thing is, with, with Luke, he was doing well in Golden State when Steve Kerr was out for all that time. Yes. And he they did. And they welcomed back Steve with open arms. Like, oh, come on. Hey. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did. They did. Because... <laughs> Because Steve Kerr has a certain connection with the players on that team. Well, Steve Kerr was just out because he was sick. It wasn't like he quit and then they just let him back. I, I I understand, but like just because okay. you perform well, your team performs well. That was my point. That just because your team performs well while you're the head coach doesn't mean they won't let you go. 
No, that doesn't mean that. And then and I'm going to say this. Do you really honestly believe that Steve Kerr was, wasn't coaching anyway? Doing his I would hope not. You know he was. I would hope not. No, come on. He might be watching, but he ain't coaching. Okay. Anyway, um, uh-huh. I'm still trying to stall here, and I don't know what's if this stuff is going to get released. But being, Well, because I'm confused. Who's number 13 in Houston? So the Rockets are going to retire the jersey number 13 mm-hmm. for James Harden. Huh? What? <laughs> what? They better burn the damn jersey. Oh my goodness! No, um, oh, the you team. You know what? No, the team. No, no, the way he acted, the way he, the team is not gonna let that happen. The way he disrespected them. My man Til- Tillman, my man Tillman Fertitta said, "James is is we gonna retire his jersey? James is James Harden. We know what he's done for this organization." Yeah, things ended on a sour note, but we can't deny what he did for the Rockets. So they're gonna retire his jersey. That's not his exact quote. I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's what they apparently. You know, it's water under the bridge. James just need they just needed to get him up out of there, and then, and then he could go back to being cool. And you see, we ain't heard a peep out of James. We ain't heard a peep. Okay, I, I, I will not take anything away from James Harden as a Houston Rocket. Yes, he did bring that team to the forefront. They never could get over the hump. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> so I got some slam dunk participants. And like I said earlier, and for Nee Simmons, Cassius Stanley and Obi Toppin. I do mm-hmm. not see a fourth person. So this is going to be interesting okay. how they're going to do this. Anthony Edwards. Mm. Okay. Obi going to have to come with it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to root for Obi, my, my fellow mm-hmm. A-tenner. Mm-hmm. Um, he going to have to come with it. Yeah, he's so. going to come with it. That's all I can say right now. I can only stall so long. I watch. They better hope I watch. <laughs> they better hope I watch. That's all I can say. The NBA better hope I watch this weekend. Mm. Mm-mm. I mean, what else is there? Because I might do a boycott of my own. We're going to watch. What? We're going to watch. What else is there to do on Sunday? I got the Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, I don't watch I have Netflix. I have Netflix. And I'm so glad that I watched watched, uh, Billie Holiday versus the U.S. I'm so glad I watched that. And then she turned around and won the Golden Globe. Oh, I need to get I need to get into that. I've heard some interesting it I've heard some interesting things. Uh mostly mostly about um Lee Daniels. This is the one that Lee Daniels directed, wrote, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mostly like 
I'll just say this. What I've heard is that there's very, there's not a lot of Billie Holiday, but like everything else and, and that apparently she's not the biggest, like she doesn't have like the most screen time. Well, you have to look at the context of the movie. Because see, what I'm getting ready to do, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, okay? But I am well, going to have to history. go back. I don't, you can't spoil history. <laughs> I think it was more about the government mm-hmm. than it was Billie Holiday. Uh, and I think that may be the main critique. I'll put it that way. It was more about the government, how they went so hard for her. Literally for no reason. Yeah. I mean, literally for no reason. Now, I'm going to have to go back and watch uh-huh. the latest things, the blues, and, I'll, I, and I think I'm gonna just going to have to go back and reread some autobiographies, uh, some biographies. Not auto, but biographies. Because uh-huh. it's her drug use, addiction. I don't know why. Other than I think she was an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And, I, and she died at a young age. She was only 44 years old. I just think it's tragic. Her life is tragic. Yeah. I, I, that, it's just, it's just tragic. And, and I go back and forth with her over these years, my lifetime, because it's so tragic. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm at the point again that I just want to know everything. And there's nothing I can do and say. Nothing. Obviously, it's not going to bring her back. Right. But I, it's the time period that she mm-hmm. grew up mm-hmm. and lived. She's a she's a fascinating person to me. Yeah. And I just think it's tra- I just think it's tragic. And and I guess I'm just trying to make sense of it in my head. And I can't. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, I'll have to go. I'll have to sit down and watch it. I just saw like initially the initial reaction was like she's barely in the movie. But if it's more so about the government's, you know, mm-hmm. case against her, then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it got, it got, um, it was told to uh, like all the previews and the trailers, like it was, it was marketed to us as a movie about her, not a movie about right. the government. Right. And I think that's why I got to at least go back and watch Lady Sings the Blues. Because this portrayal, I gathered that she was a functioning addict. Now, Lady Slings the Blues, I, 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 like I said, I've got to reread autobiographies, watch, obviously, the movie. Movies are movies, whatever they are. They put their own spin on it. But it's it's just a tragic story. Yeah. It's just a tragic story. Okay. 
Before we veer. Before but we that's veer. what I have for Sunday nights. Now I'm getting ready to watch the other movie. <laughs> I have The Housewives of Atlanta. And I have Netflix. And I'm going to watch uh, uh, Viola Davis and, and Chadwick Boseman. I'm going to watch all of them. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good choice. That's a good option. All right. So thank you for sharing with us your feelings about the previous <laughs> movie because that gave us enough time for these lineups to come out. And so I'm quickly going to breeze through since we know that okay. we both are not uh, invested. So mm-hmm. in the three-point contest, we have Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Zach Levine. And then in the skills challenge, we have Luca. Chris Paul, Robert Covington, shout out to TSU, Julius Randle, uh, DeMantis Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic. Okay. I may watch the skills. I may watch the skills challenge because Robert's in it. You know, got to support HBCUs. Okay. All right, and on that note, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Thank you for listening to us ramble and talk about stuff that's not sports. (laughs) Do you have any words of wisdom for the people this week, Mama? I do. And and I'm serious. Yes, our elderly are getting vaccinated, but we still need to maintain social distance. Yes. Double up our masks. That's all I'm yes. going to say. There are several counties surrounding here who are going to be relaxing, who have and who will be relaxing the mask mandate. I think it's too soon. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. So if you're looking for our episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us at Sideline WT Cooks on Instagram and Twitter. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week. Have a good week. Enjoy Bye-bye. the All Star Weekend. Bye bye. <laughs>